You may have played poker, but playing poker in Texas is a different animal. This is the Texas Poker Podcast with Tyler and Clint. Hello, this is the Texas Poker Podcast. I'm Tyler. This is Clint. What's up, y'all? And we are back with episode 82. Episode 82. Uh, so one thing that was kind of interesting that I did for the Black Friday, you know, they have all the Black Friday sale for Thanksgiving and stuff like that. Uh, one thing, uh, that went on sale that you wouldn't normally see was the Red Chip Poker site. Uh, I've been a, a member of Crush Live Poker for a long time, but I've always, like, I was a real big fan of the Red Chip Poker podcast for a long time, and... Uh, and they have some instructors that I really like. So one of the things I did was go ahead and sign up for their, it was like an introductory. I think it was like a hundred dollars for three months or something. So it was, a. Uh, I ended up doing that. So I was kind of going to give you my thoughts on kind of one versus the other. And maybe you can like chime in with like poker coaching since you're a part of that site. Uh, well, I guess we both, you know, because you've seen my poker coaching, I've seen your cross live poker, and we've also done run it once and all that, and we've done the introductory course of PLO on um, Doug Polk's site. Um, so I guess we, I guess I haven't ever, I don't want to say I haven't heard of Red Chip Poker. I, I know the podcast. I didn't know they had a training site though. Yeah, the, I think the podcast is a branch off of their training site that they've been doing. Uh, and like I say, I've never, never really looked at it, but it was, it, they, uh, like one of their uh, popular instructors, well, obviously James Sweeney's kind of the big one. He's the one who does the podcast, uh, Split Suit. Uh, and the other one is, another one of the main reasons I did it was Ed Miller's part of their site. He's the one that like re- uh, wrote the book, The Course, that I'm always talking about. And he's what I actually consider probably be the best l- at least cash game poker author uh, in the last, you know, probably 10, 15 years. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. So what, um, how was it? What was your experience with it so far? I guess it hasn't been that long, but. Uh, it's only been a week or so, but there are some noticeable differences right from the start. Uh, when you go to Crush Life Poker, so anybody who's not a, who hasn't been on that site, the main thing is what it is, is Bart Hansen, who's a, just a brainiac when it comes to poker, a very, very good instructor. But it's him going on these live, basically using these live streams and kind of pointing out, like, he, you know, what they could have done here, what you could do here. And it's super helpful. Uh, red chip poker is a little bit different where it's uh, more kind of structured classes. Like, I'd say it's almost like a, like a more like kind of poker coaching a little bit where you're like, look at you know you'll do this class like it'll have one for the course it'll have core their gto and you kind of do this this and this and it builds upon each other i feel like it's a better uh i feel like i don't know like i feel like for the way i learn it's a little bit better i like the crush live poker will definitely make you a better poker player but the way the information's done is a little bit more erratic i would say it's on that okay one second so let me just make sure. I think you might have lost me. Let me just make sure that we're on the same page. So what you're saying is uh, Crush Live Poker, they'll go over like one, three live stream sessions in different situations. De- could be any type of situation, whatever happens on that stream, correct? Uh, Oftentimes? I mean, they'll usually try to theme it at the beginning. But yeah, that's basically the the teaching on there. And then um, Red Chip is more like Jonathan Little to where they'll have like um, – three betting out of position, three betting in position, playing the button and stuff like that. And would they just kind of go over more slideshows and talk about different situations? Yeah. Like that's, it's more kind of concept driven versus like the crush live where it's just, you know, it's kind of like on top of which I think are both very good training methods. I am a big fan of both sites. Uh, I will say the one thing I'll do like a uh, crush live poker. I, what am I gonna? Or they're uh, they're dedicated to live poker, like just the uh, live cash games. Uh, so if you are just wanting a mountain of material, 
that might be your better bet. The other thing, I'm a real big fan of Crush Live Poker, and even if I ever went to another site, I'd probably keep this. Their podcasts are super helpful. That was actually the first thing that drew me to that site, was I actually heard one of the podcasts on Jamin Burton's uh, YouTube streams. And I was like, man, if I could, I don't really have a lot of time. At that point, I was married, you know, with a kid. Uh, you know, there's just not a lot of time to study poker throughout the day, but I was driving a crap load. Their podcasts are second to none. They're very, very helpful. And to me, they are a little bit more concept-driven because you it's hard to do just hand reviews over and over on that. No, absolutely. But uh, I think one thing, and I guess we haven't, we've also done, you know, the master class on Phil Ivey and um, Daniel Negreanu, but neither of us have done Solve for Why. But I do think a lot of these sites teach generally the same thing, just different methods and just kind of slight variations. Do you agree with that? Just kind of whatever, however you learn, the best way that you learn, I guess you can kind of find a site that would kind of fit you. Yeah, uh, 100%. Like, the material everywhere, you, you know, like I say, we were on Poker Coaching, I was on uh, Crush Live, and it's basically a lot of the same stuff. It's really how better. I mean, I would say, like, Crush Live Poker works better if you learn kind of by discussing hands, going over, like, spots with friends and stuff. Uh, Red Ship would probably be better if you're, like, just, you need, like, a if you re- if you're good at, like reading a book and needing it, like the concepts to build on each other. For me, what makes um, poker coaching so great is the hand quizzes where you go street by street and they have different point, a point system for every um, quiz you take. And what's actually pretty cool. I'm now the, you know, a premium member, but before I was a premium member and all the um, classes, they had like some lectures that weren't um, unlocked or whatever. Um, big portion of it is, but you could also use those points in the hand reviews to unlock different classes, which is kind of cool. That's kind of cool. It almost gives it almost like a game feel too. Exactly. But it wasn't um, like classes. It's more like Phil Helmuth talks about this tournament he played or something. Just kind of interesting discussion. But for me, the, those hand quizzes um, really helped me learn. Those are by far the best tool for me. Yeah, that's. I don't know if they have that on Redship. I haven't like gone through that or yet, and I know they're trying to get it on Crush Live, but I don't think they have. They're qu- they quite have it yet. Yeah, that for me is just the best tool I can um, have. But um, okay, so I guess so. And then also with the Black Friday, we also went to Paramount and bought some time. Correct. Uh yeah. On the uh, they had a huge sale, or it was like ten, a hundred dollars for twenty four hours. And I mean, yeah, I went and bought a crap load because we used to talk about it a whole lot, especially in the Houston area. There's a lot of things you can do to really up your hourly that are not poker related where you can just, you know, take advantage of these deals. And if they're offering that, that's one of the main places I play. Uh, You really have to jump on that because it's the same as, you know, learning poker. I mean, just the same way you're going to sit there and read a book or do a training class to up your hourly. This is something that ups your hourly literally instantly. Well, I do know after I bought all the time, because I also buy time in bulk whenever I'm there. Um, I do the $100 every time mm-hmm. in time. Uh, I know after everything was said and done, I was pretty close to having like a thousand hours ready to play. Same here. Yeah, it was pretty <laughs> yeah. close. So just, I guess now Paramount's going to be one of my main places for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got a ton of time to use there. Uh, yeah, so that was a, uh, yeah, absolutely. I thought that was a really great thing. And like I say, it's more the overall point is just, you know, look for these deals, whether it be showing up at a certain time and getting money on the button, I mean, or however... Just you whatever know. promotion they have. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it could be a casino giving more points or more uh, comps or something. But just use, you know, poker to advance your hourly in a lot of different ways. Uh, one thing I was going to mention about Red Ship and Crush Live. Uh, if you are into PLO, I did want, like, they have one class on Red Ship on the, it's called the PLO Primer. It is super basic. If you are looking for a PLO cash, you definitely probably want to go to Crush Live Poker. And 
Otherwise, the tournament and online for Red Chip, they do a lot of that as well. They do a lot of live cash, uh, but tournament online, whereas Crush Live Poker does pretty much no online play. And as far as the tournament goes, I mean, they have like Jonathan Little do like one like thing every two weeks or a month. It's very, very light, whereas Red Chip, they actually have full courses on it. So de- depending on what you're looking for as material goes you uh, might want to look at those two for that as well. Absolutely. Yeah, there's no PLO on poker coaching at all. I've tried. I mean, people message Jonathan Little, and he's just like, kick rocks, nerd. So he's just not about it. It's super weird because, like, Red Chip being so big, I was like, you know, they want, they have that author, Greg Vale, so they have a lot of high-low content. Literally nobody <laughs> in the world plays high-low. I mean, I'm, I love that they have it if I want to get into that. But it seems like you would have gone PLO first and then high-low since it's a much, much more popular game. Yeah, I I mean, seems like it, but I don't know. I got nothing for that. Yeah, uh, to each their own. I mean, like I say, a big fan of both, so we'll uh, on those. But I thought it was kind of interesting to see how different these training sites can be. Absolutely. I guess we'll get into it, huh? Yeah, we can get into it. Uh let me see. Are we going to go over your session or my sessions first? I guess we can do mine so I can take the rest of the podcast off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so let's see. Um, so I was debating where I wanted to play. I have a thousand hours at or a thousand dollars or no hours at Paramount. So I'm like, well, I'm going to go to their round of each, right? Okay. The very first hand I get, I get Ace King of Diamonds, Jack Nine offsuit. Um, I actually raise this to 15 preflop and get eight callers. Okay. Ace King, Jack nine, Ace King is a diamonds. Yep. Uh, okay. So really a very, very good super premium hand almost. Uh, you would rather not have that King be of diamonds. It'd be much better if the nine were of diamonds. Uh, basically cause you want somebody to be able to make the second nut flush, but I like this. I like everything you're doing here. I get eight callers. The flop comes Eight of diamonds, seven of diamonds, three of clubs. Guy, I'm on the button. One guy bets 25. Another guy calls. I have 125 behind. Okay, so. Oh, let's, sorry, let's, sorry, let's go, sorry. Let's go back One to second. the. One second. I messed it up on you. I misread my, my note. It goes 25. Guy calls 25. The next guy jams 125. I have 260 behind. Okay, so it's eight seven of diamonds, eight seven of diamonds, and three of so, clubs, and three of clubs. You flop the nut flush draw with a gutter to the nuts. Yes. Uh, so I mean, at this point, this is a very easy just jam all in. That is what I did. I jammed another guy calls the one um the one twenty five, um. He had less than 125, so it's three ways. Um, turns a queen of diamond, queen of spades, queen of hearts on the river. Set of threes wins. Threes full of queens. I mean, this is fine. I mean, what you're looking... So, when it was 25-25, someone jams for 125, and there was a caller? Yeah. Okay, I mean, this is great. You got your money in. Very positive EV. You're looking at about 50% to win here. And you're getting way better odds on your money here. Uh, so this is a very this is a very easy spot, very easy jam. I mean, you, you lost the pot, but you got your money in good with positive EV, and that's all you can ever hope to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was my first hand. <laughs> um, then my second hand, um, I had oh boy, what was it? it was eight nine. Queen Jack with two diamonds of the Queen Jack variety. Okay, so this is another good hand. I don't raise. I only call a straddle five. Whole table sees it as per usual. I mean, I don't mind any of this. Um, The flop comes ten, eight, and then like a four, whatever. Ten, eight, four, and you have eight. Nine Queen Jack. Yep. Okay, so you basically have a full wrap almost. Here. Yes, yes. Uh, 
So is I bet, it is it rainbow? Um, yes. Okay, so I mean, you're playing this like the absolute nuts. Mm, sorry, it was not rainbow. There was two diamonds. Oh, two diamonds. Yeah. Uh, okay, that ch- does change things quite a bit f- for me. Uh, how many were in a lot of people were to the flop? Whole table. Uh, I'm playing this more passively now. Um, well, I have two diamonds, but, um, I bet 25. Uh, you bet. How big was the pot? Um, let's see. So it was about 40. What position are you in? Early position. I mean, I don't know what a, what a 25 here accomplishes. Apparently nothing. Uh, yeah. I mean, to me, this is just a check. Uh, I don't know. I like a check call here. Because, I mean, here's the problem. Is This is never getting through in a PLO a pot at this point. Especially on something so wet. Uh, I don't know. I like a check call here. But, I mean, it's... I mean... When you have this many outs, it's hard to do anything that's that bad. But that I just was... don't think it accomplishes anything. So after I bought it, after I had rebought, I only bought him for two hundred. So I was trying to bet twenty five to make it so I could pot the turn to get all the money in. If you hit the turn, basically, yes, yes. that was that was my thought process in the moment. Uh, I mean, would be nice to get it all in, but. It, on there. So, okay. Uh, we'll say you bet 25 on the flop. I can go with that. I mean, that was just the thought process. I'm not saying yeah. it's correct or anything. I'm just saying that was the thought in the moment. So, that's kind of, that's what I ended up going with. I mean, on the good side, you're so strong here with the wrap that, it, like you say, when you bet here, it's really never a bad thing either because you have such good equity. Luckily, everyone called. Which you kind of want. 100%. Yeah, that's great. I mean, so now this pot is gigantic. Okay. Offsuit seven, drill the nuts. That's beautiful. Yeah, so I have um, queen jack for the nuts with two pair. So I have eight, nine. So, no, sorry, sorry. I drilled it with the um, the nine. That was what it was. It was eight, nine, ten, jack, queen. So it wasn't a seven. Okay. It was the nine. So I have two pair with the nuts straight on a flush draw board. Okay, so yeah, we'll go with it. Yeah, you have two. Okay, two pair with the nut straight on flush rub board. Uh, you bet twenty five. Everybody calls on the flop and drill it on the turn. I mean, I assume you just pot this all in. Yeah, I just go all in. Okay. Um, two people call. Um, one guy has ace high flush draw. The other guy has a set of nines. Kind of the worst possible scenario for you. Dodging so many outs. Yeah, it's a so like I, mean, I have either now, hand. Now the board pair. Now a board pair would be problematic, or a diamond. Yep. So I'm ahead of each hand, but their their outs combined is not great for me. Yeah, I'm still right. ahead though, about like sixty, I would say. Mm, yeah, I think you would be about. I think you like you mean less in general to the pot. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I think you probably have a sixty percent chance of winning this. That's probably about right. Right, because it's um nine nine diamonds, but you have to count knock off. Um, Your queen jack. Yeah, but then you also have to count his board pairs. So that's three, six, nine. That's another um, nine outs there, right? But are you taking off the? But you have to take out the other two. I mean, we're just going to say you're, I mean, yeah. this is going to get, uh, I yeah. can't imagine this is great for podcasts, <laughs> us counting out and doing math on the podcast. Yeah. So let's just say you have a better than 50% chance to win. There you go. Okay. Uh, seven of diamonds on the river. I get stacked in 20 minutes for two bullets and leave crying. Oh God, that is hurtful. <laughs> Talk about conserving time. I mean, that is conserving time, though. I mean, at least, you know, you did good by not making this like a bust out for zero after eight hours. You took care of business. <laughs> yeah, I say that was a very quick um, departure. Um, so that was pretty sad, but um, I don't see I could have played those hands much differently. So, I mean, you got your money in good. I mean, that's at that point, I love the way you played those PLO hands. Uh, so it's, you know, that's kind of just, you know, the variance of PLO. Um, yeah, and that was basically it for me. Um, I guess you played some sessions too, right? 
Yeah, I have been on kind of a little bit of a hot streak. I've been, in the last three sessions, I'm just, I've taken in just almost about 2,000. So, eh, no, not about 2,000. It's probably about, you know, sixteen to 1,700. Uh, so, the, the first session I'm going to go over is, ooh, did we do the Paramount of, no, I would have been there this Friday, I think. Okay. So I was making sure I wasn't re going over a session. Uh, so I go to Paramount uh, on a Friday. I immediately kind of go down a little bit. But then I raise to 20 over a straddle and four call. I have ace three of spades. Uh, the flop is three, three, four. I bet 50, get one call. The turn is all in. In the turn, I think she donk leads to me for 54. I call, and she had like pocket tens uh, for an overpair. Okay. Okay. For some reason, I was thinking this was a PLO hand, but okay. That's okay. Nice. So that was really nice. That kind of got me uptick and started to because I was kind of short stacked at that point a little bit. Like I had like 150, 125, 150 because I only bought in for like 200. Uh, so that kind of got me like on my way. Uh, the str- there's a straddle of five, three call, and I'm the small blind with ace, ten of diamonds. I make it 30. Okay, I like this. Uh, the straddle and two others call. The flop is seven, ten, ten. I mean, perfect. I mean, this is amazing. Yeah, I mean, it gets better. I bet. Uh, 45, and then a player shoves over the top for me, uh, top of me. For how much? Uh, I don't have that written down, but if I remember right, it was nothing crazy. I think it was like 150, 160. Okay, so you folded. Yeah, I obviously make the easy <laughs> fold. Yeah. I, I, uh, I call, uh, and he has jack 10. We both flopped trips, and I just took it with the kicker. Nice, nice. We're on the right side of variance there. Very, very nice on that one. Uh, had one PLO hand where I don't know how. I know it, there was a paired board. I think I had like a just some str- some kind of crazy stuff going on. I somehow get to the turn. I don't know how I got the turn. It's been a been a minute, but I had pocket queens. There's a paired board of sixes. And I hit the queen for top boat. Oh, God. Yeah. it's a, So I end up on this one. I check with the intention to check raise. I mean, I've got this board very locked up. I'm only losing to quads. And nothing's really going to hurt me that much. He bets 75. I'm about to raise him and then end up just... Deciding to make the call, because I'm like, well, do, when I raise here, do I have that many bluffs going on? And it looks just super strong. If I just call here and inflate the pot, I can just, you know, kind of inflate the pot and then donk lead all rivers, basically. Uh, which I do. Uh, then the river kind of bricks a couple, quite a few draws. I... Bet two fifty into a pot of about, um, it must have been about two seventy five, two eighty. Uh, and then he goes all in for two eighty. I obviously make the call, and he actually had trips with the ace kicker and then rivered a boat. Oh God! Uh, so it was. So I mean, he just we kind of caught an unlucky card to hit the to hit a lesser boat on the river. Well, unlucky for him. Perfect card for you. Super card. It's a great <laughs> yeah. card for me. I was about to say, we did not hit an unlucky card. Yeah. One of you did. <laughs> yeah, what he did. I uh, I had that. So it was ended up being a really good session at Paramount. Uh, up 570. It was one of those where, the, like, those are the three main hands I have recorded, but there were a lot of, like, top pair, take it down. A lot of C-bet bluff, take it down. A lot of the kind of standard hands. Yeah. Nothing too noteworthy, but still nice Still nice whenever you start getting those hands, even you know when you win forty bucks here and there, it definitely adds up over a session. Well, it was really nice because from a mental aspect, because I took such a I hit a 
took that hit at prime where just nothing was going my way and basically got even from that ses- session. So that was nice. Uh, so then there's a game, I, there's a private game I play over and it's weird. It's going to seem crazy to people because it's a one, one game, but Oh, there's a ton of stacks with like 800 plus in them. Right. The one, one is probably more of a suggestion of the blind, but it probably plays closer to like a one, three, maybe. Probably so. Cause was- I would say it plays bigger than Paramount's one, two, definitely. So probably like a plays more like a regular one three yeah yeah, uh, I go in and I kind of losing at the beginning of the uh, of it I buy in for two hundred dollars, and I will get whittled down a little bit. Then I get pocket kings. Do you know like every now and then you get like this huge pocket pair and you get no freaking action? Oh yeah, uh, this ain't it. The a player raise a uh, player raises to twenty. Oh wait, a uh, player raises to six for some reason. The, oh, okay, well, we're war one one. That makes sense. Uh, then <laughs> yeah, a player three like, bets to twenty. <laughs> yeah, I was like, how how is that happening? Uh, the player three bets to twenty and four call. Nice. It comes around to me for one eight, and I have one eighty six. Right, so you're just all in here. I just jam. I'm not gonna play around with this. If everybody folds, I increase my percentage of my stack gigantically. And if somebody calls, all the better. Uh, one player calls and shows 7-5 of spades. The flop in here, uh, it is obviously, he, uh, I'm already all in. The flop is 2-3-4. <laughs> and, of course, I'm like, and then he's like, you want to run it twice? I was like, we can run it twice. And it breaks both times. But, I mean... You talk about like goddamn, yeah. I mean, I thought I was gonna have that locked up so easily. Not so much. Uh, so that puts me on a good path. Once that happens, I'm pretty deep stacked. Uh, one very interesting hand. One of the most interesting hands I've ever played. I have pocket fives. A player raises to fifteen. I call, and one other player call. The flop is nine six deuce with two spades. Uh, the preflop raiser bets. He bets pretty much on most flops. He uh, where he raises. I decide to call. I feel like pocket fives can stand one call. The other player behind me calls, which is not great. Uh, I'm kind of done with the hand. The turn is a six. Making trips uh, on the board. Or trips possible. Uh, right, so pairs the board. Exactly. Uh, it goes check, check, check. And then the river is a spade, bringing in the front door flush draw. It checks. Both players check to me. I'm sitting here with a pair of fives. Trips got there. A flush draw. The flush draw hit. I'm like, well, I think this is time to bluff. They've both checked both the turn and the river, and a ton of crap got there. You think that, is this what you do here? I think so. I mean, shoot, I seem to just be bluffing every river, so yes, apparently. (laughs) I mean, obviously it's what I do here. Uh, I bet 85 in this pot. It's probably about just under a pot-sized bet. Yeah, I'm liking all this. This all seems Uh, good. The player tanks forever. He finally makes the call. The other player behind him folds. I tell him, "Okay, well, you're you're most you're very mo- you're most likely good here." Then I table pocket fives. He looks at him for a while and then shows me a deuce and full and then mucks his cards. Wow, huh? Did not think I was gonna get value off pocket fives here. I mean, it was I mean a stone cold bluff. He put me on a bluff. But I just, I mean, he's like, well, I thought you kind of like might be having king high or something right there. Yeah, I mean, super weird one um, to make that call whenever the flush comes in. Because a lot of times you would beat like the ace high flush draw when it doesn't come in. But that's kind of what I was thinking. Well, I was like, well, I can kind of represent a flush when it gets there. And he's like, well, are you, I mean, I was like, well. Even with a paired board, I mean, if the flush gets there, I'm not putting anybody on a check turn 
you know, I'm definitely going for value there for with the flush. Oh, 100%. So I'd, I wasn't real certain why. I mean, he it was a good read. I was bluffing 100%. Oh, I mean, um, that might. I mean, he might have just got that. He might have just did a live read and just thought you were bluffing and just, I mean, thought he might have just been bluffing ace high. So, I mean, if that's the case, I mean, it was really good. It was definitely a really good uh, live read. I mean, it's just one of those that I happened to. You know, happen to have something with a little, with the tiniest bit of showdown value. Yeah, so we were talking about Crush Live Poker. Uh, Bard actually had an uh, interesting podcast about this. Like, whenever you're hero calling, you don't want to hero call and have them accidentally win. <laughs> 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 that you should be raising if you're calling that light a lot of times. Oh, I can kind of see that. Because I've had that happen to me before where I hero called with ace high and he had a better ace high. I was there. I was definitely there one of the times. I don't. You've happened to happen to you before. I felt like it's probably happened to you a couple of times. Mm, nothing like that where it was ace high over ace high. It was at Legends, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember being at the table and being so freaking confused. Good read. Bad that I lost. <laughs> yeah, it was a great read. I mean, he was. Uh, you you called his a uh, his bluff, <laughs> but sad. Yeah. Uh no, a hundred percent. It's a. Uh, the uh, let me see if there's any other interesting hands that happen here. I I turn top full house on a decent Omaha pot, and then I I don't know. I mean, uh, I mean must have won. I, I must have won. <laughs> I mean, if that didn't sum up our PLO uh, analysis, I don't know what does. <laughs> <laughs> the last analysis was you had some crazy stuff going on. And then we started from the turn. <laughs> yeah, it was I'm like, well, I mean, these PLO hands are very hard to keep track of. Um, I mean, live as well. It's just, I mean, it seemed to just be all over the place. Yeah, well, I was thought it was gonna be a different hand because I had one where I raised preflop pretty big. I don't have it in my notes, so it's gonna be very uh, light here. But uh, it was a several calls, and then it's a king high flop. And I bet, thinking, okay, this is within my range to take down, get called. I'm pretty much done with it. But I have backdoor. There's two spades. And I have the ace of spades. The uh, I have ace queen. The turn's a queen. And it was the queen of spades. I uh, the player a player bets pretty decent into me. I make the call with now second pair but the nut flush draw and then nail the nut flush draw and he checks and i bet and i mean he was he's a really good player so i got no value out of that he uh ended up making the fold but i had a lot of good this was a pretty good night where a lot of rivers were kind of going my way i mean that's the kind of night you want that it was the night i want how am i gonna go to paramount for 20 minutes i, I mean, drove 40 you drove 20 40? there 20 there 20 back Drive 40 and then only play for 20. I mean, you want to talk about, God, that still has me tilted. I mean, that seemed the most, like when you were on your way back, that was, that seemed to be the most tilting thing to you, right? I don't know. It seemed like that, that the fact that you drove 40 for 20 minutes seemed like it was just eating at you to no end. I mean, I hate driving one and I also hate losing. I mean, you know how awkward it is just to show up, be the first one to show up and then just be the next person to go home? That is, it does sound pretty <laughs> awkward, I will say. I mean, I played two hands consecutively and got stacked in both hands. Were they consecutive? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was like, I literally played like three hands. I folded the, no, I, maybe I'd, I had one hand break maybe. But yeah, it was basically, I played, I got chips. The guy's like, here you go. I sit down, brush. He's like, what? I get chips again. He walks away. I lose him again before he even gets back to the desk and I clock out. God, that is awkward. I mean, like, I don't think the awkwardness would really bother me because you know how tilted I get when shit like that happens. But, I mean, I would be just annoyed. But it was, yeah, that is awkward well, to sit not, down. And, like, basically four hands later, you're like, well, been a good night, fellas. Not even 100% not four. I'm debating three. So, <laughs> I mean, it's 100% wasn't, I did not see four hands. So God damn. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it was 20 minutes once the whole session, but I clocked out in my car. God, good <laughs> so, God, man. That was, <laughs> yeah. That is, that 
That is hurtful. <laughs> yeah, so I'm still mentally recovering from that. I mean, while Tyler's like just losing his shit over there, I'm like, I end up $700 positive in a 1 1 game somehow. It's a, uh, I mean, talk about opposite ends of the night, the spectrum on there. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, that was a, uh, yeah, that's, that's a rough, that's, well, I mean, do you remember the back in the days before they have poker, they had uh, the poker rooms in Houston? And then I would drive all the way to goddamn Louisiana. And granted, I, it's like not a big gambler. I mean, so I would only have like probably not even two bullets on me. I mean, there's there's probably nights I probably like showed up to Louisiana after a three hour drive and probably drove back home like you know an hour later. Granted, I played tightish. You want to play tightish shit? Drive all the goddamn way with Louisiana with one bullet in your uh, wallet. <laughs> yeah, I remember those drives back when I was buying it for a hundred dollars at one three. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you start debating your decisions in life on that way back. I mean, when you win that drive back to Houston, not that big of a deal. When you've lost, time to ponder some shit in your life on that drive back. Yeah, 100%. You got nothing but time on that. So, <laughs> uh, so, so, I mean, that was a pretty good... Let me see here. Let's go to the other sessions. So the we I had the Paramount uh, session tonight, and which coming off of a pretty good a good win a uh, two good wins uh, of five seventy profit seven hundred profit, I end up in a PLO hand ace four five eight single suited to the ace, the flop is deuce three king rainbow. Uh pretty good flop for me i mean i basically have like a little mini like any ace six four or five makes a straight uh i pot and there's two calls a turn is a seven changing really nothing <laughs> but that was not one of the cards you just listed for us that is not one of the cards <laughs> that is the one thing i definitely caught on to about this hand that was not one of the cards you're looking for but since no one re-raises on this flop I'm assuming, like, a lot of people are not having that much. I mean, it seems like I'm getting re-raised by Pocket Kings or anything that's pretty good there. So I'm like, well, there's two people. If I potted, I could really put some truth serum to this. I pot in a... People... And I pot 100, and the player next to me snap calls all in for 87. Dang. I'm like, well, that's... <laughs> uh, and he has Pocket Kings. <laughs> Uh, Talk about player, a bad read. The, the play, yeah, the player, <laughs> other player folds, and then I river a six for the nuts. Yeah, well, you knew that was coming. That's why you did that, right? Well, it ended up pretty good because the other player who folded actually said he had four or five. So it, rather than being a chop, I end up taking the whole thing down. So that was, worked I mean, out perfect, huh? Not what I was going for, <laughs> but I mean, ended up being a a decent way to do it, I guess. <laughs> It's like getting the money in bad, not what I was hoping for. Winning, that's what I was hoping for. Yeah, that's what I was hoping for. <laughs> I don't care how I did it, that's what I was hoping for. I mean, <laughs> you that, fold the, now or I'm going to river you. Weirdly <laughs> enough, when you go to spend that money, nobody asks you how you got it. <laughs> if you want it, if you want it through luck or skill. Uh, here's kind of a weird spot. I'd. Not sure if I just if this is a cooler if I played this badly. Uh, a player bets. He's in we're in pretty late position um, to his left. I have ace jack suited. I did. I think about three betting here. I end up just making the call. There's another player calls a player and then a player goes all in for eighty seven. Uh, comes back around the player on my right ends up folding this is kind of a tough spot because I think when players shove for not that much in their, like, uh, in their stack, they could kind of be kind of light. I think tens could do that. Tens. I think any pocket pair tens down could do this. Uh, I'm sure you tens up would do it too. Oh, tens up would do it too. <laughs> I mean, I'm talking about hands that I, that I can justify yeah. it against. Oh, okay. I thought you were just giving it a list. I'm sure you aces are doing this. Uh, 
So maybe some suited Jack. I don't know. I end up making the call. The other player calls, but I mean, he calls like all in for 30. I mean, he had literally no chips in front of him. Uh, and the player shows pocket aces. Yeah, I was about to. I mean, I thought this was going to be one where you won, but I I don't know. I, so you're in for 15. He shipped it for 86? 87. 87. Well, I mean, very weird. I mean, I do agree he is going to be light there sometimes. Just too bad it's not this time. Yeah, I don't know. Do you think it's a profitable call in the long run, or do you think it's one you just let go? Because I, I, I think I'm on the uh, on the fence. Because, I mean, if he's showing up here with pocket pairs, it's a great call. How, how many times has he gone all in? You know what? This is still pretty early in the session. I haven't seen him go all in yet, so that might be a, a tip to just go ahead and fold it. <laughs> I was thinking initially that it should have been a fold. I... I really don't like the call once I know that guy is 30 behind me. I don't know. I I mean, why would that matter? Well, I don't know. I just I feel like a lot of times you'll be dominated by someone. I thought. I don't know. I, I think I normally fold here with that going on. I mean, I definitely can get behind a fold. I mean, some guy having $30 and me worried about being dominated by that guy seems like a weird spot to uh, information Well, I don't think there. you're going to win very often. I also don't think... Um, I think just you're going to lose, I mean, even more often whenever you have three people in the hand. That's kind of my thought. Well, that's fair. I, I mean, mean, that's that's more what I mean. Because uh, I feel like that guy's calling 100% of the time. Oh, he's And I, I mean, feel like this is a light yeah, call to begin $5. with. $5. I mean, 100% the guy's oh, oh, calling. Oh, I thought it was 30 more on top of his 15. No, he had he had 30 total. Oh, oh, okay. Now I see what you mean by it's irrelevant. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, it's slight. Okay, okay. Now, now I'm getting what you're saying. Now, okay, I was so super confused. <laughs> Tyler's okay. like that guy who has five dollars more. Fucking aces every time, man. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, okay, okay. I thought, I thought that he was shipping for eighty, and that guy had like another, like who's gonna have um, like close to fifty or whatever. So I was like, well, that's not great. I mean, because if if he wins, you only win the forty dollars side pot or, or eighty dollars side pot with your money. Yeah, no. that was my thought. Okay, saying he had five dollars more does not matter. Okay, <laughs> okay, now we're on the same page. I was confused. I thought you were saying he had thirty more. Uh, yeah, no, it's a so I end up like once I lose that pot, I'm kind of back to even. Uh, we play a bomb pot where I turn the nut straight on the bottom board and I have a set of sevens on a monotone board on, on the, the other board. Okay. Uh, I mean, I'm just, I mean, I mean, I'm just potting. I mean, I'm potting. Yeah. yeah okay. I was, a, I'm like, well, it's, but I mean, I, we got it into a huge pot. Like it was three way. It was called three ways. It's fine. Uh, right? And I mean, I was in talk about annoyed. like uh, we'll talk about not annoyed, but talking about just stressed Cause I have the straight it's double suited. On that board, so I mean, it's two diamonds, two right, oh, yeah. two diamonds, two spades, and I'm like, well, this like literally almost every river in the world is bad for me. <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm like, and then I have a set of sevens on a on the uh, monotone board where somebody obviously has a flush, but I mean, I have board pairing out. But then I'm talking to the guy next to me after he goes all in and makes the call, and he's got like literally all the pairs. I mean, literally, I have very few outs. So I'm like, I guess I'm hoping for a three of hearts or something. But sure enough, my nuts hold up on the bottom, and it doesn't pair on the top. So I end up splitting a pretty a pretty gigantic uh, bomb pot. <laughs> well, I mean, happy to hear you win. I mean, that's definitely not what you're hoping for to hear, but awesome that, that you won uh, or chopped, chopped it three ways, which is nice, or chopped a three-way pot. So profiting there. Yeah, that was, uh, that was really nice. So it was in uh, that kind of... Basically, you lifted the night up to a certain degree. And, I mean, I was really just getting, really having my way with just throwing, like, like kind of using over-aggression and having people fold to me. I saw that. I was thinking, I need to show up there and start playing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I am. Uh, it's just amazing. Like, this one is the most blatant one where I was like, I just don't understand. 9-9. Nine, nine, I bet 10, player calls, an upset tilted player makes it 35. I'm like, well, I think 9-9 nine, nine is a little too light. It's just, I mean, against a player who's kind of tilted, I think I can make a call here. The other b- player behind me calls, 
the flop is king seven five. I'm kind of done with it. It checks around though. The turn is a six. I'm like, well, most players, if they have a king, are betting that flop. So now I'm kind of betting for protection value. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm definitely betting here. Yeah, I bet 35, not a gigantic bet. Uh, the le- player to my left folds immediately. The uh, three, uh, the three better kind of folds after like 15 seconds, 20 seconds, and folds pocket queens face up. And I'm sure you slam pocket nines over those queens. Uh, he was tilted enough. I just mucked my hand as soon as possible and took those chips. Mm. Yeah, I know. I, I, Yes, we all know you're an asshole. <laughs> you would have, like, slammed pocket nines down, fucking got on your chair, did a little dance. <laughs> we, yeah, Tyler, we, we all know exactly what you would have done. <laughs> I mean, just done a little, hey, guy, I'm doing a fish dance. You're a fit. Yes, we understand what you would have done. <laughs> That's what I would like to hear you did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, come on. That was a perfect time. You could see someone come unglued. Oh, man. That would have been. Oh, tell me about it. You should have done it for the podcast at least. <laughs> uh, this was interesting. Tell me what you think of this one. It's straddled to five. It's raised to ten. A player makes it 40. Comes around to me, and I have king-queen suited. I mean, unless you're folding, I don't know if I like it. Okay. I kind of tank <laughs> for a while. I make the fold. Okay, good. The, uh... <laughs> I mean, how many times do you have to get stacked with king-queen <laughs> to... <laughs> I mean... <laughs> uh, the, uh, next, the player next to me calls, and the player, like, and then there's another player who calls. Flop comes king-7-7. Seven, seven. That's and not, that's the, a lot the, good. The preflop bet, the preflop bet better jams over the uh, just all on there, and I'm like, well, thank God I got out of this. Yeah, it's a. Uh, so we, uh, he, I think he jams it for over pot. It was a gig- It was like, I think it might have been 120 in the pot. I think he jammed for about 200. Okay. The other player to my left calls. The other player folds. Uh, they run it out, and. The, th- the pre-flop three-better has ace-queen, and the guy who called has king-jack off. No. Yeah. Th- I'm saying, if you tell me that the run-out is queen-queen and you wish you would have called, we're turning the podcast off right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I can feel it coming. <laughs> I was about to say, swear to God, if you just tell me that you would have won this hand, that you wish you would have called, I'm turning this off right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's a very... I, Love the fold there. Love to see you not get stacked for the eighth time on this podcast, <laughs> calling with King Queen suited, being dominated, then being shocked at showdown. So yeah, which I mean, it was the right fold at the moment. I mean, it was Ace Queen, I and mean, he had Ace Queen, so it was completely dominated. But yeah, <laughs> Tyler's like, yes, three years, and you've yet to show a profit with this. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the fuck you're expecting. <laughs> I'm like, well, okay. I've heard this story so many times. We're gonna do, we're gonna do a YouTube video. Of what do you do with King Queen? Yeah. Apparently, you just wipe your ass with it. That's a pretty much it. I was about to say, could you say this was a four bet pot? Is that what you said? No, it was a three bet pot. Oh, okay, I thought you said it went five, five, ten. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, still love the fold. <laughs> I, mean, I, I just, I, I don't know. I don't know what you expect from me. Uh, okay, well, I mean, it was it was sad to know that I could have won that, and you know, flipped it, flipped the script at that point. But yeah, it's a, uh, but yeah, I end up end up with a profit of three ninety five tonight. Yeah, well, so. if you keep calling with king queen suited and three bet pots, you won't have those nights anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't it's know. A- I, I was about to say, I swear to God. You tell me some random king queen suited hand again. <laughs> I like king queen suited. Um, I guess so. On another note, we did watch a poker vlogger that might listeners might want to check out. Um, believe it's GH Poker, and we watched his latest video. Um, you can find him on YouTube, and he was playing at Spades. 
So um, on one, and he was playing on Capri at the other. Yeah, and it was kind of cool because I haven't been to Capri, and you kind of talked about Capri, how nice it was. You can definitely see how nice the room is. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it's always kind of neat to see the vloggers that vlog, uh, kind of nearby and see what they do and all that. I mean, it's kind of always kind of cool. And I did like to see he buys in for three hundred in the one three game instead of like seeing like the crazy. Mario, like, you know, how sometimes people buy them for a thousand and stuff. It is nice to kind of see that change of pace a little bit. Well, I think the thing that makes poker vlogs so entertaining is, like, versus, like, high-stakes poker and all that. Like, and don't get me wrong, high-stakes poker and all that's very super fun. But the poker vlogs have always been fun because they're very relatable. Like, almost all the vloggers who play are these big five ten games, when we started watching them, they were playing one two one three. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think uh, Jamin, Brad Owen, pretty much all. Yeah, so it was, uh, it's been kind of, it's always kind of nice to like, and now that they're all bigger, I guess it's kind of nice to have, you know, have a vlogger who's doing kind of the smaller, and especially if you're, if they're good and he ends up working his, his way up, it's always fun to watch that progression. Oh, that's always the best, right? Is the, the ride up is always the most enjoyable, but yeah, I mean, GH Poker, I would give it a watch if you, um into the vlogs. I'm sure if you're listening to the podcast, you watch vlogs too. Yeah. So it was, so. yeah, it was cool. And I thought, I thought the one, the little end where he showed like Seawolf park and all that, I thought that was kind of neat. I'd like to say it was, I mean, definitely it seems like a vlog that might have some upside at some point. Uh, definitely. I could see it. I mean, his video editing seems above average. I would have thought. Oh, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely see the video editing. And then also like nice to see him making some moves, um, pre-flop, some squeeze spots. Like you said, you know, some of the spots, um, the sizing, I was, I probably would have sized, you know, 10 or $5. I mean, give or take, it's pretty nitpicky, you know, up or down, whatever. But like you said, rather see him making these moves than not. I mean, once you, I mean, that's how you get better, right? It's, practicing making these moves oh yeah i mean there was a couple places i definitely would have done some things differently but that being said it's i mean his game is you can tell there's there's thought going into it and i mean i feel like it's going to be a profitable he's going to play a profitable player as uh, around here because i mean he is making you know it's not just standard all the time and he is you know a player who thinks through the hands no, absolutely. So, I mean, something to keep your eye on, I guess. But I guess Very on true. that note, this concludes the Texas Poker Podcast. We'll talk to you next week. That was the Texas Poker Podcast. Go ahead and rack up. Add time, and we'll see you next week.